This is a Hot Pie Media Original. Hi, everybody. This is Dr. Eric Coram, founder of AIM7. Welcome back to The Blueprint, where we distill cutting-edge science, leadership, and life skills into simple tactics optimized for your busy lifestyle and goals. Today, I'm joined by athletic performance coach for the University of Texas at Austin, Anna Craig. She discusses the physiological differences between men and women and their ability to adapt to exercise and how women can exploit their unique biological makeup to improve their health and performance. But before we get into this discussion, please take a moment to leave us a review and a comment in the Apple Podcast app, as this will help us reach more people with the message of the blueprint. But now it's time to lean in and learn from the best. Anna, thank you for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, so you train some amazing athletes at the University of Texas. I mean, like one of the premier institutions in the country. So you see a lot of different things. Is there a difference between training a woman and a man? And if so, like what are those things and what should we be paying attention to? Yeah, that's a great question. So a little bit of history, a little bit of history to let you know what even got me interested in this subject is I started out in football. And for the first five years of my profession, I was the only female in a world of 150 men. And I trained exactly how a man trained. But I noticed there were some differences between me and the men around me and Mm -hmm. different things. I'll touch on it later. But my recovery time was different. And I noticed that I could do repeat bouts a little bit faster than they could. And so I, I noticed when I switched over to women's soccer and women's tennis that these rang true for most women. And so I started to dig in to the topic of what makes women women and what makes men men in regards to training and how Mm -hmm. can we, instead of training women like little men, because we think of women as a little bit weaker, a little bit slower, a little bit smaller, a little bit less muscle mass. But in reality, we actually have some advantages of our own. And a lot of those advantages root in the ability to have children. And so um, one of the things is we are built for endurance. We're built to be able to utilize fat and go a really long way. And that's because we need to survive as a species. But there's also ways that we can train um, to use that as an advantage. That is really cool. Now, I've worked with some world-class sprinters. Actually, the best athletes ever trained were like Olympic gold medalists in sprinting. And they were every bit as fast and as explosive. But there's outliers everywhere. There are. Right? So on both ends of the spectrum. So when you're training an athlete, like what, what are some things that you're modifying? So like you were saying, you were doing the football workouts, um, the hormones, as far as like adaptation, was that causing a difference? Were you getting fatigued in the, from all the volume in the weight room, but then you'd go out and do the conditioning stuff. I mean, kind of break that out for me. I actually, so I think it was a little bit of an advantage that I didn't have anybody to compare myself to. Mm -hmm. And so I had no absolute that I needed to reach, right? I was, I was with the bigs. So that's the offensive and defensive linemen. I love this. And I would run with the bigs every day. So I n- never really had to be faster than I already was, but I did need to have a lot of work capacity and mm-hmm. endurance. And so I had the ability to have a little bit lower speed, but maintain that speed repeatedly over bouts of effort. You, yeah. I wouldn't see as high a drop-offs in my numbers as I would in some of the men I was around. Yeah. 
That's funny. I could I could just see you just like crushing them on different runs. So how does this manifest itself in your training? Like what are some tactical things that women listening to this uh, podcast could like implement in their training or what are some things they should be paying attention to? Yeah. Well, first of all, I want to touch on a couple of things that are not so different that maybe people assume are different. Have you ever heard the saying, we don't have as much testosterone as men, so we can't gain as much muscle as men? Yeah, of course. So we do have a higher body fat percentage, mm -hmm. just baseline. We need to be able to have children. And, but the percentage relative to our body that we are able to gain in muscle is the same. Wow. We utilize growth hormone a little bit more. And um, so that although we don't have as much testosterone, we do have growth hormone. And we are actually able to, if you and I did the exact same lifting protocol, went through the exact same nutrition, got our protein, got our rest because we're good athletes, then it's possible for me to gain the same percentage of muscle mass as you. You might be able to see your muscle a little bit more than mine because of my body fat, yeah. but I am able to gain muscle to relatively the same as men are. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. One of my early mentors was Rachel Ellsworth. Yes, I so, love Rachel. Uh, big mama, as we call oh, her. Yeah. She would like just crush. So I was a walk-on football player at AM, and this 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 amazing woman came up to me one day, and she's like, "I'm doing seated rows." And she looks at me and she's like, is that all you're going to do? I'm, I'm a freshman. I'm like, what do you mean? She sits down and starts cranking the same weight that I'm doing. It was embarrassing. And she was like basically putting me in my place like you can do more. But I've watched her and she was kind of an inspiration to me because she's every bit as strong as any man I know. Um, and we would train side by side. Later on, I came back and we would do the same workouts. And like she was adapting at about roughly the same pace, which is super interesting to me. I hadn't really thought about that. So why do women use growth hormone differently than men? We utilize it more because we have less testosterone. Hmm. So in, in regards to building muscle, it's just making up for um, our lack of using a different hormone. That's so, interesting. Yeah. How does estrogen affect things? So estrogen, we have a happy medium of estrogen. You can have too much estrogen and you can have too little estrogen. But if you have the right amount of estrogen, it's kind of our happy hormone. We are, we are metabolic, metabolically doing well. We are able to gain muscle mass and sustain it. We're keeping cortisol levels at bay. Mm -hmm. And so you'll hear people say, um, you know, this person has a lot of estrogen or my estrogen is low, but estrogen fluctuates as the month goes on. So maybe we'll talk about this in another kinda, podcast. Yeah, I actually wanted to, uh, what's, I was actually thinking today as we were prepping, as I was prepping for this, I was like, I would love to talk to you at some point about the menstrual cycle and how that affects exercise, but keep going. I want to keep with this, with this train of thought. So it, without opening a whole can of worms on this podcast, your estrogen fluctuates as the month goes on. And so there are certain times of month where you want to be doing things differently in regards to your training and in regards to your eating than other times of month. And although we know a lot of men that I would swear have menstrual cycles, they don't. <laughs> and men regulate their hormones pretty evenly throughout the month, whereas women, we are increasing and decreasing in testosterone, estrogen, and progesterone as the month goes on. We are definitely going to have to have another conversation about this. Um, so you said something that I want to talk about um, in regards to gaining muscle. Mm -hmm. Women often undertrain. So you you asked, 
what are ways that my listeners can apply this? Mm -hmm. And they've done studies and women self-select weight ranges about 50% of their one rep max. And you were a strength and conditioning coach for a long time. What do you need in order to build muscle? What kind of percentages? I mean, it's a combination of volume and intensity, but you know, at least 70% or higher. Yeah. You have to stress. You have to get stressed, right? Yeah. (laughs) And so oftentimes women are under stressing their muscles in weight training due to the self-selection being too low. So to your listeners, get bigger weights, pick up the bigger weight, stress your muscles. And that's how muscles grow. Yeah. Through an adaptive process. I Mm -hmm. love that. Like, and I think there's a misnomer out there. Oh my goodness. If I lift bigger, heavier weights, I'm going to turn into a bodybuilder. We can talk about it another time, but that's a totally different process. You know, hypertrophy, actually doing lower intensity, higher volume is going to elicit that adaptation. Which is interesting, right? Is we tend to go really high volume as females or we love that eight to 12 rep range. Mm -hmm. And that, like you said, that's actually the hypertrophy rep range. Interesting. We should get women going heavier weights, lower repetitions, and um, they'll gain more muscle mass. I love it. Yeah. Um, another thing that women typically kind of underutilize is their ability for work capacity. Mm-hmm. So I, can you I, define work capacity? Really yeah. Quick? Work capacity is just the ability to do a lot of work. And so think, um, higher repetitions, um, higher, you know, more sets, anything where you're incrementally adding volume over time mm-hmm. and, um, oftentimes it's kind of in that middle ground of intensity. Mm-hmm. So looking at a moderate intensity and going a long amount of time. So aerobic work, metabolic circuit work, all of those things could be classified as work capacity. And the advantage of building a broad work capacity is that you can do more mm-hmm. with less cost to the body. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. And one of the biggest advantages that athletes have as they get older is training age. Yep. And training age is work capacity, the mm. ability to do more work. And women have inherently this ability to have more work capacity than men do. So we are able to, as I, I'm going to root back to our forward the species, right, is we need to survive. We need to be able to hike 30 miles across the Himalayas to birth our child <laughs> in a little tent, you yeah. know, like creation or God or the cosmos, whatever you want to say it is, um, built us to be able to last and to be able to endure. And so when we're training, let's utilize that higher volume, more sets, less rest time between sets. So if you and I are working out together, there's most likely I need less rest than you do Hmm. because I'm a little bit more oxidative, which is I use I use oxygen a little bit more. I probably have more type one fibers, which are aerobic fibers and, um, but not me cause I'm really explosive. So <laughs> I'm just kidding. Go check out uh, her Instagram. <laughs> She's doing some big things. She'll lift some weights and throw some stuff around. This is really enlightening. I'm really enjoying this. Keep going. Yeah. So, um, a little bit less rest time in between sets. And then we also require less rest in between workout sessions. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking at how to structure a weekly workout session, let's say you're really on it and you want to work out six times a week, you can split your body, upper body and lower body, your front side, back side, and you could do Monday, Wednesday, Friday on one part of your body, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. And 
as a female, so bodybuilders typically do splits, Mm -hmm. which means they take one part of their body and they just completely hammer that one part of their body. Well, as a woman who can recover a little bit faster, maybe you do whole body, but you do it more often during the week. So let's say I do my front side of my body. I do quads. I do pressing. And I do that Monday, Wednesday, Friday, instead Mm -hmm. of just taking one body part and isolating it down to one day a week, I might be able to recover a little bit more in between sessions. Nice. So what do you do? I like to change it up. Uh, I'm on a sprinting kick right now. All right. And I'm trying to get faster. So I'm going to deviate off of female training Yeah. and just training in general. I like to do distance. But I know better than to do distance every single day. Yeah. So right now I'm doing sprinting to get my running economy a little bit better. Nice. Yeah. So you're going to have to rest a lot more. I know. If you want to improve I those am. type of things because it's a central adaptation. Yeah. Interesting. I love this. Um, so women use hormones a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. Um, women often undertrain because they have more work capacity in general. They need less rest between sets. They can work out more frequently. Sounds like a superpower to me. Um, That's why moms are awesome, right? They can handle more. I mean, I know a lot of moms that go, 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 go. And the dad isn't quite as durable. No, we have like big spurts of intensity and then we're just completely worthless. Yeah. Well, hey, Anna. I really appreciate you joining me today. This was absolutely fascinating. If if people want to follow you, where should they find you at? You can find me on Instagram and it's Anna E. Craig. And that's my handle E as an echo. Okay. And we'll put that in the show notes. This was awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks again for listening today. And would you please go follow Anna on Instagram and support her? She's doing some amazing things that I know that you're going to want to follow. Thanks again for listening and I'll catch you on the next episode. Thanks for listening. You can find more episodes and all of our other Hot Pie Media originals baked fresh daily at our home online at hotpiemedia.com, the Hot Pie Media YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts.